Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello and welcome once again and thank you for joining me. Um, Heavenly Father, we give thanks once again for this day. and Dear Lord, I just... Uh, um, I just praise your name. You do so. You do. I just praise your name. Today was a, a nice day. The sun was shining, even though it was a little chilly. We got to about 36, maybe 40 degrees up today, which was nice. And um, I just thank you, dear Lord. I just thank you for uh, my job. I thank you for my home. I, I thank you for my children um, who are out in this world taking care of themselves and that you just take care of them and keep them safe and Lord I just thank you for so many things and um, Heavenly Father I pray that uh, you reach out and just touch the hearts of those people that are listening to these stories of the Covenant House the children that have not a home um, that don't have anything but you and they come to the Covenant House and they're treated as a human, as somebody special. And in the way they become to know you. And you take them from there as you take us all from where we are. You love us. You love us. Father, I just thank you for, like I said, for all your all that you're doing and all that you continue to do. I just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for caring for me. I never had no one to care about me. Oh, and I'm sorry for what happened yesterday. Lord, you know why I want to stay here because I don't trust anybody on the streets now. Danger is always going on. I wish I could get adopted by a nice person. I've never been treated nice or like a daughter. Lord, I send wishes for my family and friends. A prayer written by a kid by our Covenant House Chapel. And uh, this is the A story that I'm going to read to you today uh, of uh, from the Covenant House. And the name of the little book is called Sometimes God has a kid's face. His favorite trick was to beat me with a broom handle. The 180-pound gray-clad statue sat dead still in the middle of our shelter, perched atop a large green sofa. For hours and hours, for many days, the statue just sat there, taking a place amid the bedlam of our shelter, but never taking part in any of it. Like all statues, the eyes never moved. The hair never went out of place. The body never seemed to move as much as an inch. But in this case, the statue's eyes were brown. His hair was gold, and his soft, pasty skin hung from his body like an old suit of clothes. 
Our statue was of flesh and blood kid named Howie. He was one of the most unusual homeless kids I've ever met. He came to us one day, like most of all our kids do, quietly, tentatively, and unannounced. A lost and lonely kid wandering through life, hoping to find a place to rest his head. From the moment he stepped inside, we could see that Howie had a little more of a problem talking than most kids. The sounds that came out of his mouth, and they weren't many, were more like grunts than words. Oftentimes, during his first hours here, his mouth would open and remain that way for close to a minute before the sounds began to find their way outside. Any kind of physical contact, such as a pat on the back or a warm handshake, met him, made him uncomfortable, as if he wasn't ready yet to share any of himself with anyone. It wasn't because he was a bad kid, just a scared one, a very, very scared child. We're so glad you found us, we said. No response. We want to help you, we said. No response. We hope you'll stay and let us be there for you, we said. To this, he replied with a grunt. After we talked to Howie and cleaned him up and fed him and gave him a warm bed to sleep in, we decided to let him find himself in his own way. For the first few days, he would go down to the center of the shelter amidst all the bedlam and then sit transfixed on the couch. On one hand, he desperately wanted to be around people. On the other hand, he desperately didn't know exactly how to interact with us, to reach out, to trust. He was like a statue in our presence. As the days wore on, however, and we hovered over him, the words and feelings began to come out. At first he played tricks, like taking the phone in our shelter off the hook so it would beep and someone would come over and put it back together. That was his way of calling out for attention. Then finally he began to speak. The more he spoke, the more we realized why he was so afraid to trust in other people. I've been on the street for three months, he said. One day, when I came by to say hi and ask how he was feeling, I don't have any place to go, he said a few minutes later. The only place I could go is way too dangerous, he said. Do you want me to tell you more? Do you want to tell me more? I said. That sounds like it must have been difficult, I said. The statue nodded his head and began to go on. For the first time I could see the beginning of a tear in one of his eyes. I lived in a house with my mother and her boyfriend, he said. He used to do some pretty bad stuff to me, he said. His favorite trick was to beat me with a broom handle, he said. At that moment he lifted up his shirt slightly and turned his back toward me so I could see the scars. It hurt a lot, he said. I touched his back and patted him on the shoulder for a second to let him know I cared. I'm sure that it did, I said softly. I got to be where he was beating me every day, he said. 
and telling me what a jerk I am. I told my mom about it, but she didn't want to believe me. He said, I didn't care. I didn't really have a choice, he said. I had to get out. I had to run away, so I did, he said. It wasn't much better out there, he said. It was really bad, he said. Once he began to talk and find others who would listen and care, the words began to literally pour out. I want to make something of my life, he said. I want to be somebody, he said. Watch me, he said. One day last week, I picked up my answering machine to hear a familiar voice on the other end. It was Howie, one hour after he had gone for a job interview. Hello, a tenant voice said. I, I don't know what to say, he said. I, I did it, he said. I don't know what else to say, he said. And then the phone clicked off. I could swear I heard a kid crying softly in the background just before the phone clicked off. I want to thank you for helping, Howie. I mean, our kids come to us in all shapes and sizes, from all places with all kinds of problems. Some of them are so alone and desperate to reach out and connect with Sony that they can't stop talking the moment they reach our shelter. Most of them, however, are more like Howie, so afraid and insecure and beaten down by reality and the world around them, that it takes a long time to trust enough to share their words with someone else. And it's very, very beautiful when one of these kids makes it so very beautiful. I'm reading stories from the Covenant, Covenant House that was written by Sister Mary Rose McGeady. She was the uh, director of the Covenant House for a long time. She passed away in uh, 2012, but they carry on her work as dutifully as she did, and this book reflects on what she saw and what they accomplished. 2012 is when she died. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't know. That's September the 13th of 2012. Uh, she was uh, 84 years old. Uh, you can write to the Covenant House C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T House at P.O. Box 96708 That's in Washington, D.C. 20090-6708 Or you can call 1-800-388-3888 Eight, and there you can uh, <coughs> by calling you can charge a, uh, a donation to your credit card if you wish uh, you know I I really uh, my heart 
goes out to children. I have three young adults, and uh, you know I'm just so thankful that you know the Lord provided for me to be a fairly good father to them. You know, and I I thank the Lord for my mother and father. They were very good to us, you know, and they took care of us. And it saddens me to think that, you know, in this world, our 21st century, in the United States of America, we have kids that are reflected in this story, and some even worse than that. Some are lost. And then we have those that are that are checking out, you know, committing suicide because they don't see an end to their problems or they don't see the end of the road. They just don't see. They don't know. They don't give it a chance. It's like <coughs> my oldest son, uh, my middle son, rather. He uh, He lost a friend just this past holiday season. The guy was 25 years old took his life why 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 did he take his life because he couldn't see an end he couldn't see a beginning he didn't see anything all he felt was the pain he was had problems of a relationship he couldn't see his way through it he couldn't see his way out of it so he checked out that's so sad so sad. You know, I I just hope and pray that um, you'll share these stories with somebody. Um, you know, turn them on to it. You know, and tell them, listen, hey, you know, or either just in your in your own neighborhood where you're at. You know, if you know of some children that could use a helping hand whether it be financially or just being uh, somebody to talk to or help you know I definitely encourage you to do so you know children are our future if we take care of them now you know they'll take care of us later hopefully Oh, I love you. I love you all. I really do. Because you are God's creation. We are God's creation. We are brothers and sisters, and when we accept that, it's a beautiful thing. Heavenly Father, I just give thanks for this day, and I thank you, dear Lord, for your many blessings. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing and going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a glorious day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.